200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Ron Rafridi and Kim Schlau. Um About eight years ago, I think, maybe five years ago, I took a class here at ILEDA. We're here in St. Louis at the 2019 ILEDA. I took a class called the Instructor Course for Below 100. And I went, I, I have no idea what this below 100 thing is, but I'm going to do it. It was a long class. It was eight hours. I invested all eight hours. Changed my life. I learned the five tenets of below 100. I learned the importance of what below 100 is trying to do. You two are both instructors. You travel the country with below 100. Talk to us a little about the five tenets to begin with. And then the impact that Below 100 has had on law enforcement training in general and law enforcement training here at ILEDA specifically. Well, absolutely. We've had a lot of, uh, a lot of movements in the last eight, nine years of uh, Below 100. And our five tenants have st- steadily stayed the same of wear your seatbelt, watch your speed. And now we're morphing into not just driving, but when you're making contact with people, when you're searching people, when you're writing your report, preparing for court, it's all about slowing down. This is, this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. We need to make sure we do the best job we can. Wear your vests, and that includes not just your ballistic vest, but your reflective vest. We work out in the roadway a lot, especially at nighttime. You have to be seen. That's a we might be worried about the tactical ninja assassin behind every bush that's a, a sniper. And then we forget that there's 2,000 pound bullets rolling up and down the road and we're in and out of them. And that's a bigger danger that we face on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. When, what's important now? And complacency kills. There's no one that's more important than the other, but the last two, the win and the complacency are thread through everything that we do in law enforcement in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim, you have um, a very personal story, very personal connection to Below 100, and we were talking about watch your speed. Um, without me tearing up talking about it, um, can you share a little about how you got involved in, in, this, in this program, this process of educating law enforcement officers to to make better decisions? Sure. I was approached in 2011 by one of our core instructors in the Chicago area. I was up there at an agency speaking uh, on my own about my story of my daughter's being killed. He came into the class, introduced himself, said he was working with Below 100. Below 100 had been using Jessica and Kelly's story, but he thought if I came in and and, uh, started working with them, doing that personal story, sharing my personal side of it, that it would have a bigger impact. I was already doing that at several law enforcement academies in my area, 
Um, and so it just kind of seemed like a natural progression of my story to go more nationwide. So we started traveling and um, I basically tell the story of how my daughters were killed uh, by an officer going 126 miles an hour with uh, his phone on his ear and his hand on his computer and he crossed the median because of his high speed and he struck my daughter's car and killed her and her sister the day after Thanksgiving in 2007. So of the below 100 tenants, uh, speed obviously is the one that, uh, that my story uh, resonates with. However, the win and the complacency as well. Um, he had been called off of that call. He had been told there was no emergency that he was going to, uh, but he claimed he didn't hear it because he was distracted by the speed and the electronics. So his what's important now, he wasn't thinking what's it, what, what is important right now. Mm -hmm. The complacency, this was his eighth crash. So there had been a pattern of, of speed and, um, and of crashing with him, so, but they were complacent. And uh, it ended with uh, taking my daughter's lives. I'm also the national training coordinator for Below 100 now, so if agencies want to bring this to their um, areas, they contact me and I coordinate with the instructors and we get it all set up. If I can travel to them, I do try to do that. Um, I work with some amazing, wonderful, fantastic people, and uh, I had the uh, privilege of being able to go to Portland, Oregon last week with one of our good instructors, Rod, and we got to have Madeline, their uh, Jesse mm. Kelly's surviving sister, uh, Madeline got to speak with us as well. And if I don't make the impact on the officers, having Madeline speak about how it affected her at the age of eight to lose her sisters, then I guess where there's nothing that's going to affect them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we talk about you, you. You talked about the second uh, or the the, the, the final t two tenets of the five. Um, and what's important now is you know, I attended a what's important now seminar at Alida years and years ago, um, and it literally changed my life. Like I, I use that question. I'm a civilian. I was never a sworn law enforcement officer. Kim, neither were you. I use that question every day, all of the time. And what's important now is that we're having a conversation around below 100. What's important now, five hours from now, is it going to be an entirely different ball of wax. Uh, and, it, and it does, like you said, permeates throughout the rest of the five tenets. When, um, when Brian Wills first taught that to me, I was like, wow. It, it was mind-blowing because, it, to your story, Kim, those decisions that you make every day as a law enforcement officer, Rod, you, you make those decisions routinely, regularly, so frequently, but they're unconscious at times. Talk about how you can make more conscious and mindful decisions around putting your vest on in the morning, putting your seatbelt on when you get in the car, putting the reflective vest on when you have a traffic collision in dusk. Well, the importance, the importance of of the win, it, it, any decision-making process that you use, it makes you stop and think, is this the appropriate action I'm about to take? Is there a better action I can take? In the nanoseconds, we're not talking getting a committee together and have a meeting. <laughs> we're talking you just do a real quick, in your brain, assess the situation, I'm doing this, all right, I'm in the right spot. That's what's important now. I move forward in doing it. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's more important, turn off the lights, turn on your blinker, pull away, 
and you give them the wave, uh, finger wave, slow down as you're going because something's not right or you don't have that cover unit that's available. And what's important now is I'm going to go home at the end of my shift. I got the plate, I know what kind of car it is, I can deal with this later. It's decision making that makes us slow down. Is there times in this job that we have to just go with our training and our instinct? Absolutely. And go really, really fast? And yes, really, absolutely. Really, really fast. Yeah. And whether it's a officer-involved shooting situation or you're going hands-on with somebody that's when your true training comes in and I think we have some remarkable training officers within law enforcement today far better than we did 20 30 years ago to train you just in that when a B and C are lined up mm -hmm. you go with what we're telling you and I can tell you firsthand when that happens you go with it and it's the right thing to do but 99.99 percent of our time on this job we have that nanosecond or two to stop and think about what we're doing. Is this the right thing at this moment for everybody to be safe before we move forward? Right. And there's a lot of discussion within law enforcement and within kind of the mainstream media about time and distance. And, you know, you, there is more time than you think you have. There is more distance than you think that you have. You can get... We could put furniture between you and me in a domestic violence situation. We could put um, a mailbox between you and me at a traffic stop. We can use the environment, and we can use the time of, hey, wait a sec, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till backup arrives until I even get out of the car on this traffic stop. I'm just going to let them sit there. And so, there's so much hurry up and, and wait kind of stuff that goes on in law enforcement that we can kind of, as, as long as we're addressing it, and Below 100 is doing a tremendous job of doing that, if we're addressing the fact that you can be successful and move more methodically, move more purposefully, right? Right. As you're t t talking about that, sitting here, I'm thinking about what was my change? What was my, my moment in this career? The change from the hair on fire moving forward to this is a, again, it's a marathon. I, I need to make it to the end. Um, about 10 years ago, so I was 22 years into a career, uh, I unfortunately lost a partner to an, an unfortunate situation. And his father got up and spoke at the funeral and said that him and his son, my partner's hero forever was John Wayne. Because John Wayne would ride in and would just handle business get on the horse and ride away. And he made us all understand John Wayne was an actor yeah. who had a script and that we need to stop. We need to slow down. And his father was also an officer uh, 30 some odd years. He says you need to stop. You need to slow down. Wait for your help to show so that everybody gets to ride off into the sunset at the end of the shift mm -hmm. and not you know, leaving the horse alone yeah. at the end. Uh, Kim, how many cities do you think that you visit per year uh, with Below 100? And, and, and the reason I ask this is that Below 100 has grown from being a, a, almost unknown to this universally known entity where you guys are getting called to do training all over the place. Talk about how successful, you know, the, the, the program has become. You don't have to name names or numbers or what have you, but you guys are all over the place on Facebook. I see you're constantly cropping up, you know, in various places across the country. And I think that that's testament to the fact that 
it's it resonates with officers sure i probably average about 60 uh classes a year and sometimes we do two classes in a day so i'm counting each individual you know uh class my uh, personal best year was 90 uh, presentations and that was the year that the florida sheriff's management had below 100 come in and speak to almost every so in florida Mm -hmm. and uh uh, the instructor and I, we traveled Florida from January to December. And my last class that year was on December 12th. And uh, I was getting tired. It's getting close to the holidays. And, you know, my, my girls were killed around the holidays. So it's always a hard time anyway. And I remember sitting um, on a, you know, I had rented a condo just to kind of stay and decompress for the day uh, after the classes. And I was sitting there and I was, wa- I was sitting on the beach and I was looking at it thinking, holy crap that was tiring. I didn't know how burnt out I was at that time until I stopped. And I think that sometimes can be something that we all get into. We're doing so much and we don't realize that we're drowning until someone throws us that life raft. That's why I love this program. There are so many amazing people in this program that we all hold one another accountable. And if somebody is working too hard, if somebody looks like they're starting to burn out, we say something, hey, dude, how's it going? Let's, let's go sit over here and let's, let's talk about this. And we joke around a lot. We're all a, a family, I feel, that we are. Um, and as a family, we are responsible for one another. And that's on a very small basis. Law enforcement is very similar. Everyone has everyone's back. And we have to start looking at those people reaching out to those people and saying hey are you okay because so many people aren't and you know it it gets to be kind of a cliche you know check on your strong friends because they're the ones that and they are i mean i feel like i'm a strong person but nobody until i looked at myself and said wow so i talked to one of our instructors he was like you got to cut this back so i do a lot Um, i love to travel i love my job i love sharing my story i hate why i have to do it um, but I have started in the last few years kind of going with that win. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I had the opportunity to go and teach with Madeline and Rod in uh, Portland last week. That was great. Um, there was a lot going on in that week. It's right before Alita. But, you know, I, took, I made the decision because I wanted to see my girl. That was important to me. I wanted to reach the officers. That was important to me. And it's making those decisions, you know. Is this great? I have a very understanding husband, thank God. <laughs> um, and uh, I've gotten to great, go to some amazing places. I've gone to Fairbanks, Alaska. I got to s- travel the entire state of Florida. Um, I've, you know, been out to uh, you know, Mount Rushmore. I've been to North Dakota. I've been to some amazing, amazing places. But it doesn't matter if it's somewhere, you know, fantastic and wonderful or if it's some small town in Florida where they have eight officers and they don't have body armor because they don't have the budget. That is what's eye-opening to me, is being able to go and see how this training is affecting big agencies, small agencies. Um, they're affecting federal agencies, down to municipality agencies. Uh, we're working with um, even outside of below 100, uh, or outside of law enforcement. We're doing fire, you know, fire protection. We're doing ambulance. Um, I work with schools and businesses. Um, other than a body armor, every one of those tenants applies to every driver. Yeah. Um- there are 18,000 police agencies, and you talked about you're working with fire, EMS, medical profession, educators. Um, the, the below 100 tenants are 
is especially with what's important now, universal to humans. Uh, just generally, the, the, the work that you guys do for law enforcement specifically, because you know that's my core. Uh, but you know, f just for people, just for humans to be better and be safer and be more successful. Uh, I, I, I deeply appreciate the work that you guys and all of the instructors at Blow 100, I mean, you are two of many uh, who are just fantastic, wonderful instructors. I, I want to say thank you very much on behalf of Police One, uh, on behalf of um, myself, on behalf of my family who I know uh, appreciates this stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.